0: It was the year 2023. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Faith and Failures podcast. I literally have in the background sirens going off. They did not start until I decided to start doing the podcast today. If you've been staying with us for a little bit, you know that I have recently taken off several, several months, if not a year, of doing this podcast. We have recently taken a church, and we've been the lead pastors here for about that time, uh, maybe a little longer. And so we've kind of had to remap everything that we've been doing. And so the podcast kind of went to the background. I had some other things going on, uh, businesses and things like that. And so I told my wife, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna name drop my my second cousin, my cousin's daughter. Uh, she quoted something from a podcast from like a couple of years ago that I completely forgot about. And I said, where did you hear that? She said, oh, from your podcast. And to actually run into somebody or know somebody who really was listening and cared, it kind of rekindled that fire in my heart that I originally had for this podcast. So if you've never heard any of the episodes about eighty percent of them, and this is the the kind of the why behind this podcast is for faith and failures to be not just a podcast with a guy talking about some scripture, which it's faith and failure, so you can guarantee there's going to be some Bible references. there're going to be some uh, it's going to be from a Christian standpoint. so if that doesn't interest you, scroll on. but uh, there's some things that we got to address today in this new year. And so my little cousin, um, she said, I'm not gonna say her name, but she said that. And I was like, wow, you know, it, it meant something. It kind of brought me back to why I started doing this. I wanted to tear down the denominational divide and go back on every platform you listen to podcasts on and faith and failures is there. So feel free to download all of the episodes, share them with your friends. If they encourage you, uh, like I was saying, 80% of the of the episodes are me interviewing someone else. Uh, This platform was to help raise other people, let them share their testimony, their struggles, because I think the facade in the church today is that our boo-boo don't stink. And that is the exact opposite. We are all sinners saved by grace. We're all people who mess up. We mess up every single day. Now that leads me to today's topic is now this is going to be kind of in your face. I'm kind of changing the, uh, which I've changed a lot in the last year. Uh, This is going to be more of an in your face challenge you podcast where if you don't get something from this and you don't feel challenged from every episode, I'm not doing my job and my calling correctly. So that's kind of how I view this platform um, is a raw, real 90% unedited. The reason I stopped this was because it was taking so much time. I was doing video for YouTube. I was doing this. I was doing that for the episodes. And it just exhausted me. And I didn't have the time to put in in other places of where I really wanted to. So it kind of fell on the back burner. So this is going to be raw, unedited episodes. If I edit anything at all, my wife challenged me. She said, just keep it simple and don't do the editing. I do video and photography and commercials and stuff for a living, so for me to not edit something to make it perfect is going to drive me insane. But I'm going to let God <laughs> uh, do the delivery to where it can make it to you and you can receive it in the way that you need to hear it, no matter what dumb stuff I say or my mess ups or uh, anything. Like right now, I just got back from the gym, you can hear my little, little shaker right here and it's it kind of spawned the the title and the subject matter for today's episode so excuse me while i drink like i said it's going to be raw so if you have every year we hit january 1 we get these um uh, we get these fires inside of us Okay, we get these. uh, Oh man, this year's gonna be different. This year I'm gonna turn a corner. This year I'm gonna stop eating all the junk. And this year I'm gonna start doing all the things that I swear every year that I'm gonna do. If you've ever been there, just you're probably listening by yourself in your car or on your phone. Just slip your hand up and say, Yes, Pastor Stephen, that's me. Because we do this all the time. Now, here's our biggest hang-up, is that we wait until the new year to make the decision to do what we need to do in our lives. And so what does that do? That sets us up for a continual favor, or favor, a continual failure every single year because we say we're going to do something and we're waiting for that magic moment to make it happen instead of stepping out as soon as we feel we need to do something. And then we wait till the beginning of the year And it lasts three, maybe four weeks. So why do we end up doing this over and over and over again? So this title of today's episode is why your year will be like every other year. So we're going to dive into the details of why. Why does your year Always end up exactly like the one before, why is it that you make these promises to yourself to other people? There's literally something going on in the background right now. Do you hear that noise? None of this was going on before I wanted to start the podcast. Devil shut up I'm doing it there ain't there has been no distractions or noises until I turn this microphone on, but we're gonna If you'll stay with me, in spite of all the noises, we're going to plow through this thing and we're going to make it work. So number one, you go to the plant instead of the root. So if you have something in your life and you're trying to get it out, if you're trying to stop doing something, uh, stop doing something will not work. Like you can subtract all day long of things that you think you need to stop doing, but it will not work until you get down to the root of the problem. So for instance, <clears throat> if you have a problem with a bad attitude and you are constantly running into issues with people, yes, all of us are different. So our personalities, they clash. You have especially two people who are the same. They will either get a well, get along really, really well, or they will clash heads over and over and over again, usually stronger personalities. So if you're wondering like, why does people not like me? It may be that you are um, kind of oozing for a lack of a better word, um, hatefulness. Now, what does this come from? For those who are on the side that it's you, you're the problem. Those who are on the other side who are the ones who are having to live with someone like this, or you're having to cross paths with someone like this all the time. And it's constantly an issue. Think about this from both sides. So from the person who has the attitude you need to be thinking about what is it in your mind for one that makes you think it's okay to talk to people that way either you are just paying forward what you have received in your younger days whether it was you got picked on at school you you had a bully your entire life or maybe your parents weren't the most most supportive so you sought for approval in other areas and the way that you didn't feel less about yourself was to um be mean. And so it kind of was a deflection of your true feelings inside. And so all of these things for this, you could have been hurt. You could have been, they could have been molested. They could have all all sorts of different factors and variables that this person could be dealing with on a daily basis. They need to be dealt with, with love and talked to in truth So if you're on the other side of this and you deal constantly with someone who is like this, you have to understand that what you're probably receiving is not necessarily about you. So you have to understand that it's not You can't be selfish in this because if you are, you'll end up making it about you when a lot of times you're living in the echo of someone else's pain from possibly years ago that had absolutely nothing to do with you. Now, here's a real world example from my personal life. So me and my wife and you probably, if you're married or in a relationship, you have experienced this too. So and and also parents and kids. So one person, something happens to them at work or in school or whatever, and they come home. And so the atmosphere is immediately changed when they get home because they've carried in that atmosphere with them into a new place that had nothing to do with that previous issue. And so if my wife is at work and she has an issue, or if I am at work or I'm dealing with uh, church stuff, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a pastor of a church here in Longview, Texas. And I've had some stuff that I can't tell anybody that I've been counseling with people with, or someone has come against me in secret and no one else knows. And as the pastor, I can't go and say, oh, well, I'm in a mood because they did this or they spoke to me this way, or they disrespected my position as the pastor and shepherd of this flock. And they are coming in here, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can put fill in the blank with whatever you want. As soon as I step into a new area, I carry in that same old atmosphere from what just happened to me. Now, this could be a yesterday instance. This could be a today instance, or this could be years ago that I have not dealt with what has happened to me. So I'm literally carrying that burden. I'm carrying that weight into every conversation, into every relationship, into every atmosphere. I'm carrying in this negative disgusting. Eventually it will fester. It will be disgusting. It will be like a sore on the roof of your mouth that you can't stop tonguing. So it constantly stays sore. It constantly is disgusting. It's not being cleaned. It's not being aired out. And so if you know anything about wounds, they need to be tended to. They need to be aired out. They need to come out in the open to get a new fresh air on it so that it can begin to heal. But what we do is we get hurt. We have bad days. We walk into new atmospheres, carrying in that old atmosphere, and then we end up creating, recreating that atmosphere into the new atmosphere. And it just keeps reproducing until we stop and until we think and regroup our thoughts and begin to really dive into what's going on. Because a lot of times if I have an attitude, me and my wife, we have this rule in our marriage that only one of us can have an attitude at a time. Why? Because we need someone else who is (laughs) level-headed so that they can talk us off of the ledge. Now, this is important. If you don't have that anchor in your life, you will constantly be throwing around negativity. You'll constantly be throwing around garbage and then wonder why it always stinks where you go. You'll blame everybody else for the smell when in reality, you're the one carrying around that old nasty bag of trash with you. So what do we do? We take in to a new atmosphere, an old atmosphere, and we do this in our entire lives. I had baggage from my first, I've been married before, I had baggage from my first marriage that it took me a long time. God did not allow me to find my new wife that I'm married to now until I actually dealt with and got through dealing with the baggage that I had from before. Uh, issues of not feeling loved, never being good enough, uh, not even feeling intelligent, not feeling smart. Um, that didn't feel like I had anything to offer anybody else. And God got me by myself. Literally, uh, the cousin I mentioned earlier with his daughter, he was the one that took me in after some serious stuff happened in my life. And it was through that process of him showing me love and his family opening up their home to me and giving me a place to stay. Cause I was living in my car. I was addicted to drugs. I had been arrested. Um, all the things my wife didn't want, <laughs> God, uh, gave me to her anyways. And it was in this process that I had to get rid and shake off and, and be free of that baggage. There's one thing I hate about that AA meeting, Alcohol Anonymous. They, they say, I'm an alcoholic. I am this. I am that. But if you've been set free by the blood of the lamb, you are no longer bound by that addiction. Now, it may always try to pull you because the devil is cunning. He is sly. He is roaming around and looking for someone to devour. He knows what your hangups are. He's very gifted in this. But you do not have to live in that bondage and we declare that over ourselves And then we end up going back to it and wondering why in the world did I do this? Well, I kept saying over and over and over again that I was going to do this So I end up doing it again and this brings me back to our point And our topic today Why are you living the same year over and over and over again? Because you keep doing the same stupid things you can go to a different church 20 different churches in a year because you haven't found the right one and you always have some issue in the church. Well, guess what, bro? The problem is probably you because you're still going with you. Every situation, every season, if you keep having issues, the problem may be you. And I, I preach this to my congregation all the time. You need to be a person who is self aware. This is one of the hardest, hardest hardest things to understand, to live out, and to truly look at in ourselves because we don't want to realize or say that we are the issue. We want everyone else to be the problem. Sometimes, no, not not back up. All the time, we need to be willing to stop and say, am I the problem? So when I come home from work and I have an attitude because something happened and I throw Whatever sly comments at my wife because i'm good at doing that I have a spiritual gift and it's called mouth and She's like what is wrong with you? So something that had nothing to do with her that she wasn't even there for or involved in I immediately involved her in the echo of the damage So I passed on the damage I felt in my spirit in my mind in my heart I passed it on to someone who was undeserving unaware And should not have been the recipient of that filth, that trash that I'm trying to throw on her. So we do the same thing every single year. We carry the burdens from last year into this year. And the Bible says that you need to cast all your burdens on him. Talking about Jesus, because he died for your sin. He died and he bore your sin, your pain, your suffering so that you would not have to. So what does this mean? We've got to stop waiting for something magical to happen in the new year to become the person God has called us to be. Let that sink in for a second. You've got to stop waiting for something magical to happen in your life so that you can start living. Oh, well, if this would happen, I would do this. Oh, if she would start doing this, I would start doing this. Well, if they would stop doing that over there, well, then I could do this. Stop blaming your issue on everyone else because you're not responsible for them. You are responsible for you. And if you are not careful, you will live every single year of your miserable little life unhinged and feeling so incompetent and feeling like you don't deserve to fit anywhere and woe is me and yada, 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 yada. Shut up and do what you are supposed to do. If God has laid something on your heart, if God has given you a talent and a gift, the Bible talks about gifts and spiritual gifts, the things God has given you is not something for you to sit on so that you can be glorified. Every gift that the Spirit gives, both physical, I believe He gives physical gifts, I believe He gives spiritual gifts, all these things are to help others and to edify the body, to lift other people up. I just came back from the gym, like I said earlier, and we do this every year. Like we have not had a gym membership in probably four years. I mean, me and my wife are smaller frame people, but every, at the the first of the year, every year uh, we started uh, last year uh, to start at our church, a 21 day fast. So you pick something, uh, if you're not a part of our church and you want to go to our website to fast with us, we, we do not believe that we need to be separated by denomination uh, we believe that we are all children of God. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are grafted in just like I am. I have no special in with God. He loves us all the same, and Jesus came to die for all of us. So if you want to go to our website and fast with us, there's different types of fasting. Go to connect, like connect the dots, connect-church.com forward slash 21 days, and you could see where we are fasting what kinds of fast we we have researched and done all this stuff, especially if you take medicines where you have to have food and stuff like that with it. Uh, there's all kinds of different types of fast. I think there's four in there and then you can keep scrolling down and you will see the different days and what we are fasting on those specific days. So join with us. And if you ever have any more questions about the fast, you can always come back to this and look and uh, get a little education, especially if you're new to fasting. But back to the topic. So what do we know as far as our thoughts? Everything that we think, the way that we think, some of us are older than others and some of us have had a lifetime of thinking a certain way and we get stuck in this pattern and then we just say, oh, that's just the way I'm made. No, you've had different instances. You've had different uh, manipulations for lack of a better word, but to really understand the context, manipulations in your life to form you the way that you are. To say that, oh, that's just the way that I am, or I'm never going to be different, uh, is just a cop-out justification of your stupid attitude, or you're not wanting to change. Now, why do I say that? Because biblically, if you look, there is from cover to cover instances throughout the entire Bible of people who did something in according to the will of God, they obeyed God that was outside of who they were. Matter of fact, a lot of times, especially the uh, King David, people get mad at ministers that fall and do all this other stuff and yada, 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 and they just write them off and say, oh, I'm never listening to any of their stuff again, but yet they quote Psalms and King David and all this stuff throughout. We, we always love his stories, but he messed up bad outside of the confines of marriage, and we still preach his story constantly. So what does that say? Thus says God uses us in spite of our flesh. Now, what does that mean? That means that you are going to have things in your life that you are going to have to work extra, extra hard to buff out. And not only you to buff out, yes, you have to put forth effort, but for God to buff out the spirit of God to come into your life and radically mess you up so that you can clearly see and hear what God is saying to you. So... Uh, We at the end of every year we go and see family up in missouri. We have my mom and my dad live there and we went This year and I told the church I told the leaders I said, listen, we're going we're not going to i'm not If something comes up and it's it's urgent. Let me know but I need time to talk Or I need time of silence I just need time to sit and just be and you know Like anybody else, anytime there's family time, there can be drama or there could be stress or whatever, but it was pretty low key this year. And I didn't, and this is going to sound contradictory to a pastor being, you know, all religious and God speaks to me and I read the word every day, which I do, but listen to me. Sometimes we just got to shut everything off and just be still. Now, with that being said, A few people call, a few people text, which was fine. No big deal at all. But I wanted God to give me a word for the people because I I even missed the first Sunday of church. Like in my dad's day, my dad was an assembly guy preacher my entire life. You didn't miss that church. You know, there's special days, you know, you don't miss and all this other stuff. But one of the board members said, well, why don't y'all just not hurry back and just take your time and enjoy your time? I said, well, if a board member says that, you know, who's going to fight against that? Everybody take a vote. I'm just kidding. So I did. I didn't re- I didn't read the Bible. I didn't really return any text. I didn't hurry back to my phone. I stayed off of social media. I wanted to I wanted it to be kind of a almost a purification process. Now I ate a lot of sweets, so that may have evened things out. But I wanted God to just have my ear if He said something. And it was it, it was a unique experience because in these 21-day fasts we're doing at church, uh, we have prayer meeting every Tuesday. And I told the prayer people last or yesterday, today's Wednesday. I said, I want you to ask God, what can what can I do for you, Lord? Not what can God do for me. We we tend to be in the church in the Christian regime or whatever, we want to consume. All that God has to offer us, and we very rarely offer to contribute to His cause. We want the blessing of the house. We want the blessing of the job. We want the blessing of the business. We want the blessing of this, blessing of that. Lord, protect my kids. Do this. Bless this food. Every single day, we're asking God for something, and I think sometimes we get too much in a hurry, or we get too sidetracked and distracted to just praise God for who he is and what he has done even in a season where you feel that you cannot find anything in that moment to praise him for because life sucks look back and thank god for his faithfulness in all of the moments that you know he has been there and been faithful and if you're having trouble finding your joy if you're having trouble finding your purpose if you're having trouble finding fulfillment Look back at what God has done and begin to praise him for what he has done and know that if he would do it then and he was faithful, then you know that he will do it again. And so in this new year, how can you get your new year this year to be different than the ones before Stop asking God for things and start giving God things. Instead of saying, God, what what are you going to do for me this year? How can I make this year different? Number one, you have to change your thought process. You cannot. You cannot change things in your life if you are not willing to change the way that you think, the way that you see, the way that you hear, the way that you speak, All of these things must be saturated in the spirit of God or you will have the exact same year as last year. Just look back the last two years of your life. You can probably right now think of times in your life to where you literally had this conversation with yourself or with other people. Oh man, it's going to be my year. It's going to be my year. I'm going to do that! I'm going to do this. You know, and then you do nothing except brag about the things you say you're doing. And it's, it's all a act and there's no substance. See, I want substance in my life. I want value. I want to be valuable. And the word, and the, and the break that I had and the word God gave me was focus. And I think we are so, I'm starting a series in my church actually this coming Sunday and it's called shut up. Because we have so many things pulling for our attention, so many distractions, always trying to get us to follow after someone else except Jesus. We live in a day right now where truth, they put a my in front of it and they think that validates anything they say. Your truth don't matter, bro. God's truth matters and that is it. I want to challenge you. If you want your new year to be different, stop whining about what you don't have and praise God for what he has given you. Retrain your thoughts to think different, to see things differently. If you always do things the way you've always done them, you will always get the exact same thing you've always gotten. Your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Always. Always. Your life, your life will follow your thoughts. If you're always thinking negatively, your life will be full of negativity. If you're always thinking bad about yourself, and I have a problem with this. I don't think I'm worth much. I don't think I do anything very well. And then when people tell me, they call it humility, but I just don't believe the compliments. I don't. I don't think I'm worth what they are saying I am worth. That's dangerous. Because you can put yourself in a depression quick. You can put yourself in a negativity space very fast. I want to challenge you one more time. Change the way you think. Change the way you see. Change the way you receive. A lot of people, I mean, we don't like correction. But Proverbs says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Sometimes we have to endure the discipline to make our way to God's divine destiny for our life. If we want to get better, someone has to come along and help us and correct us and rear us in the proper direction. That's a part of growth. That's why they're called growing pains because sometimes it hurts, but it's necessary to become spiritually mature and to live a life fulfilled in 2023. Thank you all for listening. God bless you and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.